Today, you will learn a bit more about those muscles that keep us standing up straight all day long, as well as a little trick to remember them. You'd have to pull aside some massive muscles to see these muscles, the trap and the lat. But let's take a look, one layer at a time. Welcome to the Anatomy on the Go podcast. This is Seth Jump, your professor for Anatomy on the Go. You can go to anatomyonthego.com to get your free ebook, Preparing to Ace Anatomy. That'll add you to the email newsletter, and I'll send you some other freebies as well. Now, today's episode is a listener-driven podcast, and I'd love to do a lot more of these listener-driven podcasts. Love to respond to your specific questions, topics you're working on, or specific challenges with respect to learning anatomy, etc. So I'll make a podcast as quickly as I can if I get some voicemails. And if there's a podcast in the queue ahead of your request, I'll let you know, give you a little idea of when to expect yours to roll out as I know a little bit more. Now let's get started with uh, the requested topic from your fellow listener, Constantine. So let's listen to his voicemail. Hi, Seth. I'm having trouble with the deep back muscles. It would be great if you shared on those. Thank you. Hey, Constantine, thanks for making the request. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what we'll do is we'll do a little uh, overview of the back muscles, um, talk about trap, lat, and rhomboids, and then we'll go even deeper than those muscles and give some relevance and background for those. So here we go with that. Now let's think about some muscles on the back you may already know. So these muscles include trapezius, latissimus dorsi, rhomboid major, and rhomboid minor. Let's do a mini review in case you've forgotten or uh, still working on these muscles. If you shrug your shoulders, you work on your trapezius, among other actions. You go to the gym, uh, do some pull-ups or chin-ups, you're working your latissimus dorsi, among other muscles, of course. If you hop on a rowing machine later, you're asking your rhomboids to kick in. So a little summary here of these three muscles. The actions for the trapezius involve uh, rotation, retraction, and both elevation and and, and depression of the scapula, depending on where the muscle fibers are. For the latissimus dorsi, we could talk about adduction, uh, internal or medial rotation of the humerus, as well as extension of the humerus. So adduction drawing the humerus toward midline, rotating it toward midline, and then also uh, taking the entire arm, the humerus, backward, posteriorly. And then for the uh, rhomboids, both major and minor, we're talking about retraction. So that is pulling the scapula uh, back toward midline and posteriorly. So a basic synopsis there. Now we can call these muscles axioappendicular muscles because they attach on the axial skeleton, for example, along the ribs, as well as on the appendicular skeleton, like on the humerus, the scapula clavicle, etc. Other attachments there, of course. Now, if we were to remove and or pull these muscles to the side, we'd find yet more muscles, believe it or not. Uh, The muscles that we'd find here are serratus posterior superior and serratus posterior inferior. And remember that if we talk about the word serratus, uh, when we reference, for example, the serratus anterior, you want to think about a serrated knife with serrated edges, uh, jagged or saw-like. 
Where the muscle fibers attach, they appear saw-like or jagged. Now, in a moment, we'll talk about uh, the further details for serratus posterior superior and serratus posterior inferior, as, a we- as well as erector spiny. But um, know that these muscles are intrinsic back muscles because they stay within the region of the back, whereas the other muscles we chatted about briefly are axioappendicular muscles. They attach on the axial skeleton as well as the appendicular skeleton. So let's go into a little bit more detail on these muscles now. Now, serratus posterior superior and serratus posterior inferior, a little bit more about those muscles. The names are nice because they are telling you about the muscle. Serratus for saw-like or jagged-like muscle attachments or muscle fibers. They're posterior because they attach to the back. And then superior and inferior tell you the muscle is either toward the feet or toward the head. So first, let's go back to serratus posterior superior. Uh, Specific attachments include along the spinous process from the lower cervical vertebrae to the upper thoracic, and that's the the muscle's origin, where the muscle starts. And the other attachment, which is the insertion, is the lateral border of ribs 2 through 5. And then given the orientation of the fibers, the line of the fibers, the skeletal muscle fibers, which is down into the side, or inferior and lateral, the muscle is going to be responsible for elevation of the ribs. Now we have another muscle called the serratus posterior inferior. It has attachments, two attachments, and an origin and insertion just like uh, the serratus posterior superior. And the muscle attaches along the spinous process from lower thoracic vertebrae to upper lumbar, so more inferior compared to serratus posterior superior. And that, that's the muscle origin. The other attachment, which is the insertion, is the inferior border of ribs uh, excuse me, 8 through 12. And then given the orientation of the fibers, which is up and to the side, or superior and lateral, the muscle depresses these ribs. Uh, conversely to the serratus posterior superior, which elevates the ribs. Now, believe it or not, there are even more muscles that we could reference in the back. Uh, so if we remove the serratus posterior superior and serratus posterior inferior, we could find a group of muscles called the erector spiny muscles. Uh, the name basically tells you what these muscles do. They make the spine erect or straight. Uh, they extend the spine. Now the muscles in this group include iliocostalis, longissimus, and spinalis. And let's take a look at the names. Iliocostalis tells you that the name attaches to the ilium and the ribs. Uh, remember that this cost uh, prefix there refers to ribs, so costal cartilage, uh, uh, cartilage that attaches to the ribs. Longissimus is the longest one of the group, name tells you that, and spinalis is the most medial, the one that attaches right along the spine. So again, ilicostalis, longissimus, and spinalis. Now you could use the memory tip of I like spaghetti. Uh, to remember these from lateral to medial, from the side to, to midline, uh, from outside to the middle. You could also make I like into I love, and you could make the S in spaghetti whatever you want. Uh, use your imagination, change these letters around to whatever you want them to mean. Um, and make it weird, make it funny, make it strange, anything that'll help you remember this. Again, from lateral to medial, I like spaghetti, or whatever you want those letters to stand for. Now, these muscles have various attachments, but let's keep it simple for uh, today's uh, requested episode. In general, the origin for the iliocostalis is the iliac crest, the sacrum, and the lumbar spine. 
and then it inserts on the ribs and cervical transverse processes. The origin for the lungissimus is ilium, sacrum, and the lumbar spine as well. And it inserts on the mastoid process and the cervical and thoracic vertebrae. And then lastly, so the most medial muscle of this group, now the spinalis has a thoracic part, which is from T10 to L2, and a cervical part, which is C7, uh, the C7 spine. It inserts on the spine of the axis and thoracic vertebrae. Now, collectively, these muscles work together to extend the spine and also give your spine some important stability. Now, extension is what happens if they act bilaterally, if both right and left work at the same time. But if they act unilaterally, uh, that is, left or right work independently or on their own, they perform lateral flexion, that is, pulling the torso to one side. Now, right now, you can use these muscles wherever you are. Uh, First thing in the morning, uh, these can be a little slow to move, right? A little tight after a long, glorious night of sleep. Now, you might also want to take a listen to episode 47. These muscles play a really important role in reducing intradiscal pressure. You You don't want to have excessive pressure in the intervertebral disc, and that could potentially lead to herniation of the disc. And if there's a herniation of that disc, important nerves could be impinged, particularly in lower lumbar or sacral spinal cord nerves. So along with the abdominal muscles, the core, um, these erector spiny muscles also considered part of the core, um, reduce that intradiscal pressure and promote health and overall well-being of our spine. Now, there are yet other muscles we could talk about that are really beyond the scope of this particular podcast, but those that attach right around uh, the vertebral column. Uh, Thanks again, uh, Constantine, for submitting your request for today's episode. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks for joining me. Just a quick note uh, as we head out the door that if you'd like all the episodes of the podcast, as well as future extended cut and bonus episodes, then all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to get all the episodes. It's a one-and-done purchase, and I'm going to keep the price the same for a long time, very likely the rest of the year. So the value per dollar is going to increase as we keep going along here. And for a little while longer as well, if you choose to subscribe, you will get a muscle practice exam. Uh, written exam questions, all the answers, as well as video, uh, practice identifying all kinds of different muscles. That'll come automatically to you if you choose to subscribe. So thanks again for joining me. Until the next episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your studying. Go crush it. I'll see you later.